the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. I see my name in shiny lights, yeah, a different city every night, oh, I, I swear, the world better prepare for when I'm a billionaire. It's time to get down to business on the weekend's number one business program. Known as the king of networking, your host, Shalom Klein, has worked with thousands of entrepreneurs and created countless jobs. So, to success, let's get down to business. We are all about small business, jobs, and entrepreneurship. In business, we talk a lot about business here. You're on with Get Down to Business, and I'm your host, Shalom Klein. Remember, you can always download podcasts from Get Down to Business on my website at ShalomKlein.com. And while you are there, don't forget to follow me on Twitter at ShalomKlein. It's going to be a jam-packed week of content and information you will not want to miss. It's a live show. And you can tweet me at ShalomKlein. Let me know your questions, your thoughts. Always appreciate that input. So it's been an interesting week here. I actually, uh, you may not hear it in my voice, but I actually am recovering from a minor throat surgery. Um, So uh, I ask all of our listeners to bear with me as we uh, go through some technical changes in how we're doing the show this week. And a huge thanks to my wonderful producer, George Hoffman, for bearing with me in uh, in all of these logistics. But uh, indeed, I am very, very grateful this week, grateful to, uh, to a lot of people for helping me out. And I thought it would be a great time to bring on some people that are doing some great work. And hopefully we can share the love and share uh, share positivity this week uh, as we're all bitter, bitter cold from the from the worst winter storm in the past two years. So my first guests up on the program are Bill and Debbie Middendorf, and they are volunteers for the Salvation Army. I know homelessness is often considered an urban issue, but the number of homeless in suburban communities of Chicago has been on the rise for several years. In northwest suburban Cook County, the the homelessness rate has risen by 55% over the past two years, including more than 1,850. 1,850 school students, the easiest homeless population to track being reported as homeless. So Bill and Debbie Middendorp, thank you so much for joining us on the program. Uh, welcome to Get Down to Business. Thank you. Thank you. Absolutely. So you have been working um, tirelessly over these past few years, I believe on Tuesdays and Fridays, loading up a Salvation Army van and driving around. Bill and Debbie, tell me, uh, tell me first how you first uh, became aware of the issue and why you got involved. Okay. I guess when we first got aware of the issue, um, I'm just going to backtrack just a little bit here. Um, I went to seminary in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, and while I was there, I kind of got to know the homeless culture pretty well, worked with different agencies there and different ministries there, um, you know, kind of getting to know the needs and, and it's, you know, it's a subculture basically. So I got to know, know them there. And then we moved here and here, um, it probably isn't quite as prevalent in, you know, in this area out here in Des Plaines. Um, and so I, 
started working with the Salvation Army here, and and I was doing bell ringing. Um, a lot of people don't realize that, like, 70% of our bell ringers are actually homeless. And so um, just getting to know getting to know the guys and ladies. And uh, the Salvation Army, we actually pay, pay our bell ringers, um, you know, the ones that aren't volunteers anyways, we pay them and basically help them help them get get back on their feet, earn a little bit of money for Christmas, job experience. Um, so I was talking with them while I was ringing with them and, um, you know, asking them, what are you going to do when the season's done? And they started, you know, telling me what, what they're going to do, which is hang out in the library or the train station or – you know, a lot of them slept outside, and um, so I guess that's that's when we we realized that that you know there's a huge need here, just like that's, in Sioux Falls. That's tremendous. Yeah, thank you, Bill. And um, and and you've uh, you've called this as part of your your ministry. I know that this is a very regular routine. It takes uh, some very very good people to dedicate so much of their time on a weekly basis um, to this effort. So Debbie, you've met a lot of interesting people along the way. Um, and I think you've described it in the past that, uh, that every, every individual and every story is unique. So on, on, you know, this week, it's very, very cold outside. Tell us, you know, the inspiration um, that, that's going on and, and tell us a little bit about the numbers and the impact that you've been having. Um, well, this week, for instance, we were at one location and we met a man who, um, his car had broken down. He uh, recently lost his apartment, and so he's living in his car, but that particular day, his car wouldn't start, so he was not able to make it to his job, and um, he said, would you, he came to our van at the, at the one of our um, spots that we always go to on Tuesday, and so would you by chance have a blanket? And I said, oh, do we have a blanket? <laughs> we have <laughs> wonderful blankets that have been donated and, and made to it, made for us and donated to our ministry. Um, and that just made his day. He had tears in his eyes, and he said, you have no idea how much this means to me. And it's exactly what he needed at that moment. And just to be able to uh, meet those needs, um, it's, it's just neat, you know, all of our supplies, most of our supplies are, are donated by various churches and individuals, and it's just really neat how everyone comes together and, and um, God just provides. Yeah, that's incredible. So I, I know you're talking a little bit about the uh, about the Salvation Army van, that loaded up van that you're helping so many, so many people with. So many of the supplies, as Debbie just mentioned, uh, donated by uh, companies, individuals, ministries, quite impressive. Um, and what about when you meet somebody that maybe they need a little bit more than food or a little bit more than a blanket? What if they need some more stable housing? How does the, uh, how does the rest of the Salvation Army resources sort of uh, uh, mesh into the strategy? What are you able to do for those individuals? Well, there's a couple things. Um, I also, I'm also director of a jobs program where at the, you know, at our office in Salvation Army. Um, so we work with, work with employers, you know, looking for employees and also work with people looking for jobs. And so, you know, that it's, it's kind of a process. Um, something I, I usually explain to the guys, it's a little bit easier in the summer if somebody's, somebody's homeless. Um, 
you know, I, I explained to them the kind of the first step is getting employment or getting getting money coming in. You know, without that, there's very very limited shelters or very and you know during the summer there's no shelters in the suburbs. Um, and so there's there's very limited housing resources if you don't have an income. You know, once once they start getting a paycheck, they, well, they always tell me, Bill, how can I how can I work if I can't shower? And that's kind of a valid point, you know, because you you want to be cleaned up when you go to work. Cycle. <laughs> you know, so so I explained to them, well, you know, we'll get you the first month gym membership. You can go to the gym and shower, and then you can go to work cleaned up. You know, um, Catholic Charities, um, Cross and Crown Lutheran Church, there's a lot of places they can get clothing for work. And so then they can be cleaned up, you know, they can get a job, start going to work, still stay sleeping in the tent or sleeping outside if you have to, get a paycheck, you know, then you can hopefully move up and get into a hotel room or something. And once they have stable income, you know, we're able to, we have a social worker at the Salvation Army here in Des Plaines. We're able to help them out with, you know, rental assistance and, you know, they have to find the apartment on their own, but we're, we're able to help them out with, you know, with getting into the apartment. So, um, with some, some down payments and first month rent, that kind of stuff. So incredible one-stop uh, resource and uh, it's it's thanks to amazing people like you and uh, coming up on the program we are going to be talking with the assistant director of development for the Salvation uh, Army uh, Metropolitan Division which serves the greater Chicago area northern Illinois northwestern in Indiana the need is great and uh, it's thanks to people like you uh, that so many so many people are, are being helped and we're going to talk uh, in just a few moments about ways that uh, our listeners, so this is why we're bringing this up, that other folks can step up and get involved. But uh, Bill and Debbie, I believe the number is uh, thousands of meals have been distributed. So many people have been helped uh, thanks to the work that you're doing. Do you have any uh, last uh, closing message for, uh, for our listeners and uh, about ways that they can step up to get involved? I think it's just good to be aware of those around you. And if you see a need and it's something that you can help with offer kindness offer offer a smile you know do what you can and make a difference well we need good people like you uh to uh to inspire the rest of us we're gonna be right back and get down to business coming up after this very quick break thanks bill and debbie Welcome back to Business, the show all about small business, jobs, and entrepreneurship. Uh, what a fascinating conversation with uh, two amazing people doing amazing, amazing things for the Salvation Army. So here to continue the conversation, I'm thrilled to be joined by Monica Birchfield, the Assistant Director of Development for the Salvation Army, uh, again, servicing the uh, the greater Chicagoland metropolitan area, which I believe includes a little bit of uh, Indiana, Wisconsin, surrounding areas. The need is great. Monica, welcome to the program. Hi, thanks for having me. 
Absolutely. Well, thanks for uh, thanks for uh, putting us in touch with uh, such wonderful people like Bill and Debbie, making such a fantastic impact. So, speaking of impact, we did already uh, touch on it a little bit in our conversation about uh, some of the numbers of people uh, that are being helped. And but more than that, we talked a lot about the stories um, behind uh, behind. I guess the inspiration why they do what they do. But Monica, I figured having you on, let's talk the, let's talk numbers. Let's talk about the reach of the Salvation Army throughout the Chicago area. Tell us about all the programs they're doing and how many people you're reaching on an annual basis. Wow, that's a big number. Um, so we have probably <laughs> <I know>. over, <laughs> we have about 50 distinct programs that we consider um, when we think about what we do to serve others in the area. And so our the, the Salvation Op, um, Army, as you know, operates all over the United States and quite frankly, the world. And every community we're in, we behave a little bit differently. And that's one of the beauties of um, being a decentralized kind of organization like we are. And so we'll go into a community, we'll say, okay, what's there, what needs to be done, and how can we help with that? And so whether it looks in the Chicago market, for example, a lot of what we focus on um, is around feeding and shelter. So we operate um, one of probably the largest family shelters in the city of Chicago, um, we also have other programming that through emergency assistance and diversion funding um, that, like, if you notice, um, for anyone who pays a NICOR bill or an Illinois American Water bill, you might see the Salvation Army Shield on the back of your statement, and that's because we participate in a program we're trusted to administer the funds that when you round up um, and make a small donation to help others, like we're the ones who are then sharing that directly with people who need it. So we'll help. Um, and that part is called emergency assistance. There's also job training. There are rehabilitation programs, like medical rehabilitation programs for substance abuse, uh, counseling programs, case management, after school. I mean, you name it, there's probably a program for that. Wow. Um, and, and to think that so many, uh, so many people, the only time they see the Salvation Army is, uh, we, we talked uh, in the last segment about the ringers. So everybody's yep, used to being out in the cold yeah, and seeing the ringers, yeah. but you're doing so much more. Right. So Christmas is, I mean, arguably that's like 60 or 70% of our fundraising happens at that time of year. And so that is when we're most visible. Um, because when people tend to think about giving, you know, we're one of the top organizations that people will think of, which we're grateful for. Um, they trust us with the support and they trust us with their dollars and they know that we're as efficient as we can be. Um, so we are pretty, I am pretty proud of that. And that's something that I feel like when I started working at the organization, I was like, wait, we do this and we do that. Like, why aren't we telling people? So it's, you're, it's often the officers and the staff and the, um, members of the congregations are just quietly serving and they're really good at it. They're really good at solving problems and saying, Hey, you know what? This needs to be done. We're just, we're going to roll up our sleeves and figure it out. And so over time, all these different programs have developed. And then, um, you know, we serve probably 1.4, 1.5 million meals a year, um, through our various feeding programs, um, grocery assistance programs, that kind of thing, congregate dining, um, we probably are providing, I think, almost 200 nights, 200 people a day are staying in one of our shelters. Um, and Monica, what I'm struck people with. A day are getting struck. Oh, sorry, getting served, not struck. Sorry, you said struck. <laughs> no worries. What I'm struck with is the is the uh, is the very unique approach that you take to 
both every individual that you are that you're so privileged to uh, to, to to service and, and to help. Um, sure. You just talked about homelessness. You talked about feeding. You talked about job training. But a very very unique approach. There's no one size fits all. Not everybody needs all of the services, and some people require more support and more services. But then also on the volunteer side, on the volunteer side and sure. the donor side, and that's really where I want to spend a few minutes on right now. Um, because mm-hmm. we are a business show. Um, we have uh, a lot of people, believe it or not, I mean, it's, it, we are already in February, but people are still trying to, uh, trying to execute on their New Year's resolutions and finding ways to do good. Ho- hopefully people still have a lot of bandwidth. People can still step up and make some volunteer commitments. I know you have a, your, your civic luncheon coming up with Tom Ricketts in, in just a few months. I know there's a lot of donor mm-hmm. opportunities. Walk us through, for a business owner out there, how can they get involved in the Salvation Army? Oh, gosh, there's so many things. Um, well, considering most people think about clothing and food drives and um, toy drives at Christmas, which are, are beyond helpful and beyond measure. I mean, make Christmas possible for thousands and thousands of people because of all of the generosity of others. Um, we have businesses that we partner with um, throughout the year that will do something scalable, whatever fits their scale. We had an organization, actually, I have a meeting on tomorrow um, to kind of figure out the best way to help this particular company either make sure that on their website they include a link because they support us and want they want their clients and customers to know that. So they are, um, they've asked us, you know, how do we do that? How do we highlight what you need throughout the year? Um, employee picnics sometimes get converted into making hygiene kits. And so some organizations will come to us and say, you know what, we want to make sure, like we're so grateful for the year we've had that we want to make sure we do something for other people. And so um, either at an employee meeting or if they just needed sort of a break, you know, it only takes half hour, 45 minutes. And depending on the size of the group, you can fill five or 600 hygiene kits with just some very basic supplies um, and then write some notes of encouragement. Um, so we facilitate kind of those types of um, what we call sort of one on, uh, one-time events and activities. Ongoing support, um, organizations or business owners or anybody, I mean, we have food pantries all over Chicagoland and um, even up and down the Fox Valley. So there is always a need for volunteers to help us stock and sort and, inventory, you know, take inventory. Um, one of the things we're looking at this year is, you know, if you have a skill set that either you or your, somebody on your team wants to develop further, we're trying to figure out ways to engage volunteers through that and saying, you know what, I would really like a committee of people who are better at marketing than I am. I would really like a committee of people who are better at um, data and analytics than I am. You know, like my team is pretty small but mighty. Um, But when we look at some of the things that we're looking from a capacity building standpoint, there are opportunities that, you know, eventually, you know, we have people who serve on our Chicago Advisory Board who are very, very accomplished but they didn't just show up there. You know, like there are a lot of there are a lot of committee work and other opportunities that may not be direct service that are also available. Um, we have a wonderful volunteer manager. Her name is Linda Ryder, and so she kind of does that. What she does, what I think um, our officers do for clients, like figuring out where our donors and volunteers are. And saying, okay, this is what you want to accomplish. Let's find you the right program or community center to connect you with. 
So well, hopefully a lot of people will be reaching out to Linda yeah. <laughs> because uh, <laughs> that's well. tremendous. Yeah. And, and, and there's, it, it, that's a great summary of, of so many of the different uh, areas, uh, both of the programs being offered, but also ways for people to step up and, and get involved. And meanwhile, there, uh, I know as folks drive down the streets, they still see the, uh, you know, the thrift shops, they still see the, uh, the donation mm-hmm. trucks. There's always ways that people can donate items. Maybe people have excess items that they, they want to be donated. So, uh, so Monica, I want to make sure that obviously our listeners know how to, what's the best way to, uh, to, to get a hold, find out about all those opportunities, their website that they should check out. Yeah, absolutely. The website is, um, salarmychicago.org, so S-A-L-A-R-M-Y Chicago.org. Um, and then there are, you can navigate around, and I'm sure my name and email address is on there somewhere. People can contact me directly if they'd like, and then I can point them in the right direction. Um, but, yeah, anytime anyone wants, or actually they can also just go to their nearest community um, core center, which if, depending on where you live, in the suburbs between kind of Route 59 and Oak Brook, there's sort of not a whole lot of community centers. That's where service extension um, volunteers operate. Um, but otherwise, we have facilities. I think I, I should know this number off the top of my head. I want to say there's at least 26 facilities around the Chicagoland area for someone to go into and say, hey, I want to do some more. Um, you know, tell me what you do here. So, yeah, salarmychicago.org is the best place to start. Um, and I'm sure if you put my name in Google, my email address will pop right up. <laughs> it sure does. No, Monica, we, we appreciate it. And, and uh, Salvation Army continuing to evolve and innovate based on the needs of, uh, of, of the community. Uh, and, and I cannot emphasize enough that it's several times over the past few minutes, both for the uh, both for the folks that need the resources as well as for the people that want to provide the resources the Salvation Army is there. It's February. It's a good time to step up, get involved. Check out the website, uh, SailArmyChicago.org, and get involved. So welcome back to Get Down to Business. We are all about small business, jobs, and entrepreneurship, and all about providing the helpful content, the tips, the information to ensure that you can be successful. So you don't need to reinvent the wheel when you go into the office every week. You don't need to think about the uh, about new uh, things that you need to accomplish. You can actually look at precedent and talk to other professionals, hear from experts that we have every week on this program uh, that can tell you how they've done it, how they've struggled sometimes in business, but how they've gotten and taken those businesses to the next level. So the very first thing that almost any startup has to do is set up their domain. If you're smart, you're setting up a website as quickly as possible. But you also don't want to uh, correspond with people from your Gmail account or your Yahoo account. You want to have an email domain, uh, which is the same as your website. No one wants to build their own mail server infrastructure anymore. It simply doesn't make sense. So I've been a Microsoft fan. I'm not much of an Apple person that much, but being a Microsoft fan, I was initially all about choosing Office 365, but it truly is a difficult decision. I'm involved with several clients and helping them make that decision of what do we do, which domain, which hosted platform do we use for email uh, email servers and email hosting. I really see the value in Office 365. It's pretty awesome. And I've used both Google Apps and Office 365, giving both several weeks of, well, dedicated but forced use. Both are super easy to set up and administer. You can buy your domain and get your email up and running within minutes. And after everyone had a chance to use 
both, we came back with the same conclusion that Google Apps is actually the best solution for most small businesses. My decision had absolutely nothing to do with cost because the fact is that both work out to about the same price. At the end of the day, the decision all boiled down to one thing. That's about Gmail. Gmail is the gateway drug for Google Apps, and Google knows this. Office 365 Mail is not the same as Outlook.com for some reason. Gmail is the only cross-platform cloud email that allows for instant search, massive archives, ease of use. Everybody compliments me how I'm able to find messages super quickly. I can find attachments from my phone, from my computer, because I do a good job of archiving that information, and Gmail makes that process as simple as possible. So as you're thinking about running your business and you're thinking about the contracts that you're going to need to look up, the employment agreements, the, uh, the, the marketing selling sheets that you've created, you don't ever need to download an email client to use it. And there's better instant cloud search versus local search for any email ever in large archives. There's also many third-party cloud plugins that just work with Gmail. Gmail is universally the same across all devices, and thus it's that same gateway drug that I mentioned to Google Apps. Once you start working with the productivity tools, you realize that calendaring and Outlook is much better than Google Apps. Excel, PowerPoint, and Word all be cheats, slides, and docs. Hands down, those are pluses for Microsoft. Things like font management, financial modeling, and effective presentations are all Office 365 all day long for sure. That's where they excel. Real-time collaboration on Google is much better. You could tell it was built from the cloud up. Google Drive is much easier to administer than OneDrive. Google makes it very easy to share, search, and access domains from virtually any computer, from any device, anywhere. And uh, Drive has quickly become the core of everything we do in business. SharePoint is really pretty bad, and it tries to rationalize that difference. It just doesn't make sense. So we may not all be big companies. We might not be at that enterprise class level, but today's startups are indeed tomorrow's large companies. And Microsoft needs to get more people at every accelerator and co-working space using Office 365 without ever thinking about it. They need to make it easy and automated so the growth happens organically rather than through sales motions or through blog posts. People have to just want to use it just because. So how does Microsoft drive immediate usage and significant startup interest to Office 365 apps like Word, PowerPoint, and Excel? They need to make it fully compatible with Google Apps. They should create a third-party app for Google Apps, fully compatible with Drive, Gmail, and Acrobat Reader from Adobe. Microsoft can introduce better calendaring for Gmail with integrated Skype and Hangout support. That would be a huge bonus. They should make it free for a short period and maybe charge a little bit of a subscription after that. I think people would jump on that, um, myself included, and I'd love to hear from entrepreneurs out there. You could always give me your feedback on these tips uh, by visiting my website, shalomkline.com. Um, I, uh, I run these, these applications for many clients and I did choose Gmail. I did choose Google apps. We, like many startups will likely not switch email providers at this point. Again, Gmail is just too simple and it's too good to cancel, but we're more than happy to add on quality apps that make workforce more productive. Basically I'm saying it's, I'm not sure it makes sense to wage war against establishment systems. Instead, Microsoft should embrace other partnerships Office apps are awesome, but the truth is that Office and Exchange, it's just not as simple as Gmail. So I would encourage you, it's all about productivity in small business. You need to find good collaboration tools, good calendar tools, good contact management tools, and Gmail and Google has it. They don't have the best Office uh, platform. Um, Google Drive is nice that you could create a document, but I wouldn't 
aim for that. So what I do is I have my Gmail, I have my Google Calendar, but then I have the full office suite on my computer. That's what works for me. I'd love to hear your feedback about what's working for you. Uh, This is the show all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship. We love hearing from our guests. We love to hear about new ideas. Maybe there's a new product that's out there, new software that's available we just don't know about yet. And uh, the only way to make that happen is by contacting me through my website, shalomkline.com. Hey, you could be the next guest on Get Down to Business. We've got a fantastic lineup of guests still on the program coming up. We'll be right back after this quick break. You can get to my website, shalomkline.com, where you can give me your feedback, contact me, but also download podcasts from past episodes of Get Down to Business. We'll be right back after this very quick break. Don't touch that dial, Chicago. Get Down to Business will return in a moment. So when you're entering a store, um, what do you look for? Most com- most customers want to see an employee make a genuine effort to acknowledge and assist them. If a customer is in a hurry, I might just be looking for one specific item and may need the assistance of an employee. However, if I'm ignored and my time is wasted wasting, waiting for help, I'll move on to another store. With so many online and physical retail options available now, if that first store doesn't satisfy my needs, there's almost always another one that will. Whether it's a restaurant and you're looking for food, chances are there's another sushi place down the block. Chances are there's another pizza place. Chances are there's other places that you can go to find the items that you're looking for. That's in regards to food. What about the services that you're looking for? As a small business owner, time is money. And if you're looking for a uh, for a vendor that can provide resources to you, whether it's service or product, chances are when you're going to be looking for good customer service that will save you time and money. So uh, while the store or the business might very well have what you need, uh, poor customer service may cost them my business. So greeting the customer can often be the most important aspect to closing a sale. I've got some five tips for you to ensure that your customers never walk out your door dissatisfied. If you're running a retail operation, you want to always smile with your greeting. Sam Walton was probably on something when he hired employees to specifically greet customers entering the store. Yes, we've all seen it. We've all been at Walmart. We've seen the greeters. We've seen the people that are smiling. They, I think they used to give out little smiley face stickers. I don't know if they still do that. But customers want to hear words of greeting and see a smile. If the employee at the door appears grumpy and doesn't even offer a simple hello, welcome to Walmart, that customer will most likely start their shopping experience in a different place or certainly in a different mood. And stop what you're doing. No matter how important what you're doing is, chances are you're working on a really important project or maybe you have a family member that's in crisis and you're on the phone with them. Remember that the customer is very important. If you're stocking the shelf or taking inventory, while those jobs are very important to the everyday functions of your business, the customer is the reason you're stocking the shelves. Customers should be greeted within 30 seconds of entering the store. You want to stand up from your task and offer a smile and word of greeting. After offering assistance, you could return to your other responsibilities and show don't tell. When the customer enters your store, they'll most likely inquire about a specific product. Rather than sending them to aisle 19, somewhere near the middle or, or the fifth or seventh shelf down, walk with them to that aisle. Take the time to show them exactly where the product is. It'll only take a few seconds and your customer will appreciate your time and effort. And ask questions. Consider a hair salon that stocks dozens of different products that offer many different functions. If a customer comes in and wants hairspray, selling them just any hairspray won't do. You may specifically ask them the type of hold, scent, and liquid spritz or mist that they're looking for. And rather than deal with a complaint future, 
uh, in the future when the product doesn't serve the desired function, take a moment to ask further, often imperative questions. And make sure you're dressing professionally. Yes, I know that should seem like an obvious one. But because you'll often be the first face that a prospective customer will see, you want to make sure you dress and act professionally. Avoid wearing provocative outfits that might offend customers. Rather, choose conservative, professional outfits, obviously depending what type of business you're in, that are appropriate for your work environment. If you prevent, if you present a neat, groomed appearance, your customers will will feel more comfortable during a sales transaction. The second a prospective customer walks through the door, they'll be analyzing many aspects of your business. You want to make sure you offer them a warm, professional greeting, assistance, and quality customer service. Ignoring or downplaying that importance is dangerous for your company's success. As Sam Walton from Walmart once said, there's only one boss, and that's the customer, and he can fire everybody in the company from the chairman on down simply by spending his money somewhere else. So keep in mind, I'd love to hear what uh, what customer service tactics your small business, whether you're in the retail business or in the service business, what you are offering. I'd be curious to know uh, because it's all about learning best practices. Everybody can always improve. And uh, email etiquette is really important. We talk about that a lot on the program, making sure that you're responding in a timely manner, making sure that you are that you are greeting people professionally uh, with the hello or the hi and ending emails on the proper note, answering the phone properly. Yes, answering the phone is really important, doing it with a smile on your face, providing the, the right tagline and making sure you're being consistent across the company, making sure that whether you answer the, the phone or you have an employee that's answering the phone, you need to make sure that it's consistent and across the board and it's being done professionally and responsibly. If you're running a retail presence, we talked about some of those tips about greeting your customers with a smile, uh, dressing professionally and making sure that you're giving your customers your undivided attention. And that's a really important point. Every small business owner should know that. I know we're all multitasking. We all have a lot of responsibilities on our plate. We have a lot of customers that are dying and tugging for our attention at any given point in time. But when you get a call, you need to make that person uh, your number one responsibility. There's nothing more important to you than your customers. As I mentioned before, if you're stocking the shelves and somebody walks in, I know you're busy stocking that shelf, but the reason you're stocking the shelf is standing in front of you. They're the ones that pay for the shelves to be stocked. They pay your rent, they pay your payroll, they make sure that your salary is going to be provided. Again, it cannot be underemphasized how important it is to make sure that your employees are getting the right training to make sure that they are providing the same level of customer service that you know is important um, to you and that you would provide to your customers. Make sure everybody across the board provides that same level of experience. Lots more tips available for you on our website, shalomkline.com. That's also where you can download podcasts from Get Down to Business, the show all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship. Check it out online, uh, shalomkline.com. We have a fantastic uh, a library of podcasts from past weeks on this program, including some sneak peeks of who's going to be on next week on the show all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship. We are powered by our good friends at Tandem HR, your solution center. You can find them online, tandemhr.com, or give them a call to request a free consultation, 630-928-0510, 630-928-0510. But believe it or not, there's more for you coming up after this quick break. You're listening to Get Down to Business, the show all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship. I'm your host, Shalom Klein. And as we enter 2017, we've got some great best practices for you. We'll be sharing more of those coming up for you after this quick break. Chicago, don't touch that dial. You're listening to the show all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship. 
And now it's time for your business tip of the week, which can be heard daily on the morning show at 7.30 a.m. right here on AM560, The Answer. I talk a lot about networking tips, and I talk a lot about time management tips. I want to make sure that you have those tools as we enter 2017 to make sure you're as productive and effective as possible. I use uh, Google Calendar for almost everything. I block out time on my calendar for uh, for pretty much every single task and responsibility that I have to do. Um, so whether it's an appointment, often I block out 50 minutes for that for that appointment. If it's a task, I'll often block out 20 minutes for that task. Um, and by the way, that's an important tip as well. Try to get into the habit of not blocking out a full hour for a meeting. This will give you 10 minutes at the end to write down important notes and details that might allow you to follow up. So for example, I might be sitting with John and I might promise an introduction to John, promise that I'm going to make something happen. By giving myself the 10 minutes of a wiggle room at the end of the conversation, I can make sure I have the time uh uh, blocked out to to accomplish that. Maybe I'll need to write down a few notes as well. If I need to do a task, the same thing applies. I might be able to squeeze in several tasks into a short period of time. That's because I'm blocking them out on my calendar for a shorter amount of time. So time management is really important. I use calendars for everything. Some people are task-oriented people. I know my father is probably listening today on Get Down to Business, uses a checklist, and he has a checklist here, there, everywhere. He has a check- checklist at home, a checklist at the office, checklist in the car. Chances are he has a checklist in the yard while he's walking the dog as well, where he's able to make lists of all of those things that he needs to do uh, to get done in the house, whether it's household items or work-related items. I use a calendar and I block out the time literally for everything, dry cleaning, laundry, going out to dinner, and so on. By the way, inviting people to your events, it helps ensure that they will stay on track for their appointments as well. So for example, if you're having dinner with somebody and you want to ensure that they don't blow you off, they don't miss that appointment, take the time to invite them, send send an email to them with that calendar, that that, that ICS or calendar invite um, from Microsoft Outlook or Gmail uh, that ensures that it will be put on their calendar and they will actually get a reminder as well. But whatever system you use, have a system put in place that you can that you can take advantage of and you can point to. And no matter what the case is, it never gets any easier tomorrow and it won't happen on its own. Busy people only get busier. And you might think that you know that on Sunday you need to drop something off for somebody. Chances are you're going to forget it. You might think that that you have the best memory in the world. I, I know I have a pretty good memory, but I use a calendar for all of these things. Contact management is important as well. I meet a lot of people every single week. I save people's business cards. I actually put them into my email database. I add people on LinkedIn almost immediately after I meet with them. I use Gmail for a lot of my email functions, and I downloaded a widget called Reportive. Reportive allows me to immediately see what social networks people are on. Um, and I can immediately follow them on Twitter, friend them on Facebook, add them as a connection on LinkedIn. These are all productivity tools that allow me to squeeze in as much as possible onto my schedule uh, as as possible. And I've got these tips posted on my website, shalomkline.com, but I'd love to hear from our listeners about what works for you. I want to hear how you are being effective, what your plans are in 2017 to ensure that you can squeeze in as much as possible. We all have busy days. We all try to squeeze in even even more. Our guests provide fantastic information, and we've got a fantastic lineup of guests in the upcoming weeks on Get Down to Business. We'll make time management a priority as well to make sure that we're talking about this important subject. But again, I use Calendar. I use uh, I use my Google Calendar. I use Gmail. I uh, calendar everything. I'm not a task oriented person. I keep track of my business cards. I block out my appointments in fifty minutes, fifty minute increments 
phone calls and tasks in 20 25 minute increments, which gives me the wiggle room to make sure that I'm keeping notes and making sure I'm following through on the things that I'm promising over to people. And that's my commitment to you guys here on Get Down to Business. We've got a fantastic year in store on Get Down to Business. We'll be providing fantastic content, guests, information, entrepreneurs that will help you succeed in business. You can always get on my website, shalomkline.com, where you can download podcasts from Get Down to Business. We are powered by our friends at Tandem HR, your solution center. Find them online, tandemhr.com, or give them a call, 630-928-0510, 630-928-0510. They'll provide you with a free consultation if you call them, and you tell them Shalom from Get Down to Business sent you. To success, let's get down to business. We'll talk to you next Sunday at 6 p.m. right here on AM560, The Answer. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.